This is CliffCentral.com. This show contains adult content. If you find it offensive, please go to the CliffCentral.com website where there's a show for you. Cliffcentral.com. It is Friday morning. This is Unradio. This is Unscripted. And I have an idea this morning is most definitely uncensored. <laughs> Sex talk with John T. Searle and Tamar and Can't some really cool guests. My friend Trevor, good morning. Good morning, John T. And thank you for being with us. It's really cool that you came to share. Pleasure, thank you very much. And somebody we have never had in the studio before, Jude. Hi, hi, John T. But I had her before. Uh, Sorry, I (laughs) met her before. (laughs) One more than one. (laughs) Was it good? Wow. Wow. Yeah. Recommending. Mm -hmm. Okay. Highly. (laughs) In the scale of 20 from 10. Okay, well, maybe we're going to have to make this a really practical bio show. Yeah, I think so. Or demonstrations. (laughs) Bisexuality. So it's International Bi Week, and we are talking about bisexuality, which is actually a much bigger and more prevalent part of people's lives than you may think. Because since we've started putting stuff out, it has raised an enormous amount of interest, and a lot of people are... Sharing their bisexuality in a way like never before, which is really, really fascinating. So, your questions, your comments, your experiences, your issues, uh, WhatsApp us on 079-748-2090. We would love to hear that. But let's see if these guys have any smarts, because this is actually a really simple word this morning. Hmm. Chocolate starfish. Today's dirty dictionary word is Foot job (laughs) Self-explanatory Dirty dictionary word Foot job What do you think a foot job is? Have you ever experienced a foot job? I haven't I don't know that it would be high on my list to experience Actually, I had an experience that a, a guy asked me to yeah. to give him a foot job. And did you do it? Well, yeah, it was a really cool party, and it's all about was all about the foot yeah. fetish. And I was like, "Yeah, dude, that's what you like. Come, let's do it." And I was like, we were walking on him, and we were like, like rubbing him with our feet, and we were like, you know. Shoving our toes into it And then we were like uh, Yeah I was just uh, skill- Doing yoga postures yeah. Up and down Like really good admi- You know ad- Abdominal mm, Core muscle workout. Yeah <laughs> It was really cool okay. I think it's cool When your Feet are clean Okay mm. Yeah Just brings up a memory One of my favorite TV <laughs> shows Was called Weeds Oh yeah. yeah And there's a guy in it Who yeah. does He gives good foot <laughs> I've never tried that And I have to tell you It's not on my list either <laughs> Have you ever tried footing? 
Yes, I have. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> receiving it or giving it? Giving it. Yeah. And receiving it, but only once. Okay. And how <laughs> to, is to that? Try. Yeah, you try everything once, usually twice. But <laughs> okay. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of receiving it. Um, giving it, it doesn't particularly turn me on. Okay. Um, but it's nice to give someone else pleasure. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Trevor, has ever been on your agenda? Um, I have tried it once or twice, yeah. um, giving and receiving. Mm. It goes down to deepening exactly what tomorrow was saying, the whole hygiene thing. Mm-hmm. And my one of my, I haven't got very few things. Oh, I've got one or two things that mm. are just a no-go area. Cracked heels is yeah. on top of that list. Yeah. It's if like I see that, as well. I'd see even worse. It's not <laughs> yeah. sexy. And, and that touches your skin. It's like, eh, eh, I'm gone. I'm gone. <laughs> so... Okay. Look how it became a show about footing. Absolutely. There we go. Mm. From nowhere to footing in three <laughs> seconds. Yeah. Escalated fast. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So if you've ever had a foot experience, share it with us. <laughs> WhatsApp zero seven nine seven four eight two zero nine zero. So I didn't even know that I have an entry point for this yet. Um, let's start with this. What was your journey to discover this within you? How did you know that you were a bisexual being? I don't think there was a moment, a defining moment. Mm -hmm. I think it's always just been who I was. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, there really wasn't a moment. And I didn't even have a label for it until probably in my late 20s. Mm. Yeah, I would just, if I liked somebody, I would hook up with them or date them. Or Yeah, it wasn't really about the... The gender of the person Okay mm. Was your first sexual experience With a man or with a woman? It was with a guy mm. um, And then my first sexual experience With a woman Followed shortly after that And I was like Wow <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is nice <laughs> Okay And is it As emotional As it is physical? Definitely. Is the connection Does it work on both levels? Yeah Definitely okay. I think at first It was Probably just physical when I was exploring, and then obviously you start talking to each other and, mm. and making deeper connections, and yeah, it went from there. Okay. Mm. And is the physical attraction to men or women greater, or is it the same? Does it depend on mm. the person, the I situation? I think it's about the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's an expression that I really love that um, goes hearts, not parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you're connected to the person and you like mm. them, then it's, yeah, mm. it's yeah. less relevant what body they're in. Yeah. 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 So Charlie's been saying something really interesting all week. My friend Charlie says yeah. if you can't get it, then you buy it. <laughs> <laughs> and that was Charlie's. Or as you, as you said, the, in the water flow massage, which was spectacular, John T. Everybody straight until it starts feeling exactly. good. Exactly. Like spaghetti. When it's straight until it's, it's wet. Hot. Yeah. Yeah. Hot and wet. Yeah. It really is true. And that's why there's so many dark rooms in sex clubs. Because uh-huh. yeah. you can really let go of that idea of the mm, of what you're supposed taboo. to be. The taboo. Or, mm. Yeah. Because when it feels good, it feels good. We're just scared. We're so scared. Mm. And what people will think and how mm. you'll look. Mm. I have another, another question in, in my heart because I never fell in love with a woman. I've been with many women and I love women and mm. I think they are so pretty. <laughs> and they're like Soft. really and sexy and they're ooh, and everything looks great i love touching but i never f- i never fell in love mm. and that's why I'm, i keep on asking myself am i bi curious am i bi loving am well, i let's look at that let's yeah, look at that yeah, word because it's, it's kind of quite a common word at the moment what does bi curious actually mean mm. Mm. Uh, to me it mm. kind of means someone that hasn't done it but they want to 
Okay. But yeah. they're afraid to or, try. Okay. So maybe, or they want to explore, but they're not mm-hmm. sure. So they haven't quite dipped a toe in the water yet. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah or maybe yeah. had a soft experience, like just a kiss. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. That's an interesting one. Yeah. Or, or they were surprised. Mm. You know, they got touched by someone of the same sex, mm. had a reaction that was positive, mm. and actually not sure what to do mm. with it. Mm. Or meet someone that sparked that yes. in them. Yeah. Mm. And that's a very big thing on the fact that we put ourselves in, in sexual labels. We put ourselves mm. in sexual boxes. And then we have an experience where something comes into, into our lives that challenges that. Yeah. Um, and what do we do with the boxes and that, mm. and the labels? And that becomes huge for a lot of people yeah. because we don't have education on how to expand that. And very often we don't have people to talk to. True. Yeah. To say, okay, so I've had this experience and I thought I was this straight being mm. and all of a sudden I'm not. And what do I do with this? Mm. And I remember early in my journey when I had some experiences and I had no clue what to do with them and you wake up the next morning and I was quite young and there weren't a lot of people around to talk to yeah. and you think okay so who the heck are you now mm-hmm. so actually having people to talk to does become mm-hmm. really really important um, and I find about I'm quite open about it um, especially with um, in my friendship circles and close friends and then it kind of gives other people the courage to admit it as well if, if they know that you mm. are openly bi and you're not ashamed of it and it's nothing mm. to it's not a big deal all of a sudden becomes something yeah. like okay so now we unpacked it yeah, yeah. and yeah. now they start admitting it they're like yeah oh, oh, so oh, actually, I also have feelings I'd yeah. also like to explore that hmm. yeah mm. and I think everybody has there is a theory that it's within all of us to some extent Mm. I think Freud said that, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, the Kinsey uh, scale? What is it? Or Kinsey. Kinsey yeah. scale? That it is within all of us. And it's simply on the spectrum of human sexuality. Hmm. What was your journey into this, Trevor? Um, I don't think I ever put a label on it. Um, hmm. I think, look, I was definitely bound by what mainstream society, hmm. you know. My father was quite conservative, so anything to do with, um, call it male-male um, sexuality hmm. was a no-go. And I remember... I mean, my, I had first sexual experience when I was a teenager with um, with a boy. Um, I, that was part of a normal exploration for me. Mm. Um, and when I was started working, uh, one of the guys that was the accountant, he was gay, and him and I just connected. Uh, we never did anything. Um, he had just met a partner, his partner that they've been together for thirty years now. Mm. And when we lost touch with each other, and when we did reconnect. Um, he said one thing that my father actually said to him was that if you ever touch Trevor, you will lose your job. Mm. Um, So it was quite profound that, you know, we discussed it afterwards. Um, And I think I've never really put a a label on it Mm. because for me it's about the connection to the person and it's not gender specific. Mm. So it doesn't make a difference if it's transgender, it could be, Mm. you know, someone going through a sex change, it doesn't make a difference because it's a connection to that person within Mm. within the body. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing for me. You know, that's why I say, like, if you feel a connection to someone, you can do that with your eyes closed. Hmm. And if you do it with your eyes closed, you actually don't know whether it's male or female or what it is. True. Or what that person is. That's interesting. When you, when you think about, um, Chanti, is that you? No, that's something very <laughs> large between you. <laughs> I thought it's from your Mozambique picture of what a turtle. That? So yeah. when we were in Mozambique yeah. on the retreat, we actually saw turtles swimming in, which is the most beautiful sight. Just the turtles swimming big, in the sea, beautiful turtle, it is incredible. And somebody has just sent us a picture. I have no idea if it's relevant to us, <laughs> but it's not shagging a turtle, so I, we don't need to worry about that. So that's not, it's not by turtle. 
that's it. So that's that's there. So Internalize it. Yeah. yeah. So in in that tomorrow, that is very. Adam. Thank you. Once a year. Thank you. Once a year, something happens. That's Once a year, John T. That we blows me away. That blows me away. Every now and then you do it. And that I, really I, blows he doesn't me. know. I'll work on it for a year. Out like. of nowhere. <laughs> so that's amazing. Yeah. At least so, you notice things. So the thing is that. Um, Completely. <laughs> I blew him out of the water. The thing is that if we talk about sexual authenticity, mm. It's very fluid because mm. as we change, our sexuality keeps changing and expanding. Mm. And the journey to authenticity is a continuous one. Um, and the interesting thing, um, your partner Donna actually raised this with me in the week. Yeah. Because in the last couple of weeks, I've been on two TV shows talking about alternate lifestyles. And I've done some other radio interviews, and I've had a lot of requests from other radio producers looking for people in alternate lifestyles. And the interesting thing in a lot of these is that female bisexuality is very open and Mm. almost encouraged in Mm -hmm. a way. It's like so much of a fantasy. Like fetish almost. But male bisexuality Mm. is very limited and closed and frowned upon. And a Mm -hmm. lot of men, even in the swinger lifestyle, are very homophobic and they're terrified oh, yeah. of in an experience of what happens if another guy touches my cock yeah. and I think what they're ma- what more scared of is what happens if I, I like, like it, it. Mm. and that's the biggest fear but in that lifestyle which is supposedly so open it is not so open actually it's not at all, all. it's actually not. very heteronormative yeah. in yeah. lots of ways yeah and it's a very interesting thing no, it is and definitely more Prevalence of homophobic mm. within that environment, which mm. is quite ironic. Yeah, because it is a, a fairly non-judgmental. Supposed to be. Supposed to. Well, supposed. Supposed to. Be, to. But it's but not. It's not. It's not. Definitely. Yeah, and I realised this a while ago that, um, or when I first went to a swingers club and I thought this is amazing because all these people would want to learn this stuff and yeah. have better. They don't. No. They want to no. do what they do. They might just do it with different people, but they do what they do. Yes. And swingers actually don't know a lot about sex. No. And a lot of times they don't know a lot about relationships either. They do what they do in a very small way. Yeah. And that's all that they do. And it's more about the couple I find often like using, sort of using other people as accessories and, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Using other people like accessories, (laughs) like the microphone. Yeah. And that's That's all that it is. Mm. That's that's really interesting. But don't you think it's interesting that men had to spend a lot of time together if it's as warriors as if it's hunters whatever and so there was there was kind of an silent agreement that it's it's okay to have a sexual contact but not emotions well a lot of men did have that emotional contact and in a lot of older societies it was much more fluid because men had those incredible bonds yeah um and we have moved so far from that. Yeah. And our definition of what it is to be a man, to be blunt at the moment, is incredibly fucked up. That is. The male role models that we have, if mm. we look at our politicians, if we look at our religious leaders, if we look at our business Sports leaders, figures, they yeah. are a corrupt bunch of fuckers. Mm. They are not strong. No. They're not clear. Um, so it makes They it don't th- own anything they no, do. No, and it makes it very hard to be a man. And... The interesting thing about the feminist movement, as much as they might have gotten wrong in a lot of ways, is there was a feminist movement, and it looked at what it meant to be a woman, what it meant to be a woman in Mm. the world. And there hasn't been anything like that. It's only really recent, 
with things like uh, with the rise of the Mankind Project and other similar things, that it's looking at what it means to be a man. Mm. Um, and for for men, one of the biggest blockages in our world is touch. That we have lost that mm, absolutely. Of, of touching and of being touched. And being touched by a man is an incredibly special and different experience to being touched by a woman. And that's not a sexual touch. What do you mean by that? It's a touch of one human being to another. Okay. But in a man's touch, there's, there's a strength. There's a, there's a holding. Because that's part of the masculine energy Is that holding space it's, Holding a vessel It's also not a motherly nurturing It's something no. that understands more. It's, it's somehow more brotherly yeah. or, or friend It's, it's mm. like I it see It has a lot of different elements But it's very much that acknowledgement mm. yeah. And we've lost that Because you don't touch another man Yeah, it's hidden and it's buried yeah. In Israel, it looks like they're hitting each other When they're hugging it's Yeah, like, but that's, hey! what, bam, that's, bam, what, yeah. that's what men do yeah. and, and our touches become kind of sports oriented yeah. mm. And that's all That's true I mean, look, when I f- first started going to swingers clubs A couple of years ago um, with my partner um, For me, it was the, uh, the whole aspect about being non- non-judgmental mm. And the interesting difference that I've noticed From then to now And, you know, whether that's due because I'm comfortable with who I am. When I go into the club, I don't shake people's hands. I give them hugs, male and female. Sure. Mm. And it's amazing yeah, to do. see that. <laughs> and it's, it's amazing to see that difference. Yeah. It, it, you just see that switch, and it's just it's a completely different direction. And you know, people don't know how to take it. They don't. Often they don't. Often. often yeah. They don't. But there, yeah. it's a good place to start. So exactly. It's definitely. Like, hey, Mm-hmm. Look, you're exactly. touching somebody already. It's yeah. a good progress. You know, a while ago on a retreat in Mozambique, just off the beach in the resort we used, there's yeah. a, a beautiful wooden gazebo. Mm. So we did a process where we had all the women in one circle and all the men in another circle. And one woman would stand in the middle of all the women. And very gently, they would just be caressed and touched and acknowledged by every woman. And we did the same thing with the men. Oh, wow. And wow. for every single man there, it was a couple's retreat. So there were only couples. Um which was irrelevant to the process, but it was the first time in their lives they had been touched by another man. Sure. Yeah. Everybody was nude. It wasn't sexual, but the emotion that it brought up was incredible. It's quite amazing. Intense. Was that the only thing that came up? It was actually because (laughs) it was so non-sexual and it was much more emotional. That's interesting. So an interesting question, and it's kind of a generalized question, which in a way makes it a little bit stupid. Do you think bisexual people are more promiscuous than people who have not acknowledged that within themselves? Well, you double your chances of getting laid. <laughs> ah, there we go. You see. Ah, that's right. Why limit it to 50%? <laughs> yeah, that's it. So no, if so you're going out and you're looking for so something. could be. And why are we calling it promiscuous? It's quite yeah. funny that we're already labeling, you know, yeah. yes. the fact that you're so. going to have more experiences. Are you promiscuous or are you just enabling? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. interesting. Just going out there. But you definitely you have, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and picking the fruit. Yeah. <gasps> Absolutely. And from that, is it, obviously it's easier to be bi as a woman because it's much more acceptable. I think so. Definitely. I think mm. so, yeah. Mm. I mean, it comes with its own set of problems. <laughs> you know, that people just want to experiment on you instead of, you know, coming at you with an authentic approach. Mm. Yeah. There's a lot of bi curious women. I'm sure you get it with yeah. guys as well. Yeah. Mm. So they just want to. You'd end up doing more. Training almost. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you're you like coaching them along, yeah, and then yeah. they figure out what they are and they, you know, probably move on. <laughs> and you're like, damn, <laughs> what? But I did all the work. 
So, yeah. Trevor, you're involved in the Mantopia parties, yes. which are, are parties for men. Yes. Um, the percentage of men who come to the parties who might be bi or straighter? But predominantly, the, most of the men there are gay. Um, they've only been with men. Um, mm. Although, lately I've noticed that there are a lot more that are actually admitting that they actually have been with women before. They just didn't necessarily enjoy the experience. Mm. So they haven't blocked it out. It's just something that they've tried and said, it's not for me, which is more than most people would do. I mean, most people won't even have a willingness to go there. Absolutely. So, yeah. But I think it goes, it goes down to, you know, whether, I think we're putting labels on whether it's bi or whether a person is not bi. I think it goes back down to who you are as a person. Mm. You know, if, if you know yourself, you can be Anything you want to. That's it. And just because you're one thing today exactly. doesn't mean you're that tomorrow. Yeah. Either. Yeah. And, and you don't have to put a label on no, it. You, you can just be fluid about it. Mm. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. Bisexuality and relationships. Now that's quite fascinating. Um, yes, Jude, that's quite fascinating. And when uh-huh. I did some, <laughs> some reading, there's some very interesting questions that are being raised. And one of them was, when do you bring something like this up in a relationship? So what do you guys think? And then I'll give you my opinion. Right at the beginning of the relationship. Jude, what do you think? Um, yeah, I've always been open about who I am. Mm. Um, so it's been generally with most people right from the beginning. You know, it hasn't even been a conversation like, mm. oh, I have to tell you something. Mm. It's just been open about it from the beginning. Mm. And, of course, most guys are like, yay, we're going to have threesomes. <laughs> <you know?" laughs> I'm like, well, maybe we maybe, are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. probably we are. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then we will be with the guy as well, by the way. Well, <laughs> that's a whole other topic, you know, because yeah. that Cause doesn't fly. The interesting fly. <laughs> thing about that is, is that it's most men's first fantasy uh-huh. is with two women and mm-hmm. most men cannot fully satisfy one woman yes. right? never mind two so it becomes an interesting, interesting and then I one. like to bring that up the point that Tamar made now you know I was like okay cool we can have three since I know a cool guy and then you want to check them and go like um, that's not what I mean yeah <laughs> absolutely absolutely it's an interesting one and what came from that the extension of that was what happens when that is not present in the beginning in a relationship, but it develops over time? And some of the stuff that I read was that nobody actually goes into a relationship to cause anybody else pain no. in that way. And it's something that you might have not acknowledged within yourself. And at some point in your life, it comes up, mm-hmm. um, either from the male or female point of view. And how do you manage that? What do you do with it? I think it's the same in any relationship. If if something comes up in the relationship, whether it's on the male's part or the female's part, mm. if you're in a, a normal relationship like that, or if you're in a same-sex relationship, it's about how you communicate with each other. Mm. You know, and if you're honest about your growth as a growth. person as you're yeah. growing up and moving on. Yeah, yeah. you've got oh. to be honest with each other. That's the only way, and you've got to be open. Mm. You've got to have a willingness to take a risk and say, listen, this has come up. We need to look at it. I need to... Do X, Y, and Z, or we need to do A, yeah. B, C. And I we need education for relationships. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We need guides. We need mentors yeah. on how to navigate these waters. Yeah. Because I think for some upon. people, it would mean the end of a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. It um, depends if you're in a monogamous relationship mm. or a poly relationship. Because if you're in a polyamorous relationship, then I don't think it really matters as much because you have the freedom to explore that mm. other side of you. And still remain in your original relationship. Mm. But if you're monogamous, it would bring up other issues. Like, does this mean the end of our relationship? Mm. Or are you going to go date somebody else? Et cetera, et cetera. Because then the Mm. partner who's not involved in that, it brings up, it can bring up enormous insecurity Mm. that they are not enough. Yeah. Instead of saying, 
wait a minute, that's not about me. Actually, it's yeah. about you. Mm. And that I can't compete with that. There's yeah. no need to compete things. with that. You yeah, don't need people, to, but people mm. feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And that's the way that we've set relationships up with that expectation. Yeah. That it's, I'm supposed to be everything. Yeah. Instead of which underst- is just impossible. Understanding that if there's certain experiences I want to have with another man or with another woman, you cannot fulfill that. No. Full stop. I'm discovering within, uh, I discover within me that a big thing of um, my neediness and as a person who's just more reliant on other people, mm. I have to really restructure and I'm very lucky to go on this journey and for Jondi to mentor me, even in his just, you know, after doing therapy, but also it's a day-to-day job to really restruct my, my emotional mm. patterns and my emotional structure to understand that, no, the goal of a relationship is not one fantasy going to fulfill all needs. And that's a bit crazy because I find myself with my partner that I want to spend the rest of my life with, but I would like to explore other things and he would, I would like him to explore. I find that I need to just detach that component of you are. The most important thing. I think it's realizing that you can explore without it taking away anything from that partnership and that amazing feelings that you have for your partner. Yeah, but it's one day it might even change. Maybe he will become a more subtle or safety or wonderful nesty or a great friend. Mm. And then it might, you know, flame again and become again. But we think it should stay. And if we're going to mm. just move just one, just tiny bit move our attention, we're going to lose it. Or mm. on the contrary, it's very unrealistic to expect that anything will stay the there same. There is such a big gap between what we really mm. are to what we are taught to believe. Mm. Mm. But I think huge. That, but I think the only constant is change. That's true. But, but we're so fucking scared of we're change. We're so fixed so in, stuck, in our, yeah. Yeah, our way of thinking that that's the only way. And, you know, I said, like, um, to friends of mine, I said, you know, well, you, you've been doing the same thing for the past X years. The result is exactly the same. Mm. So you need to change something. Exactly. You have to change something. Sooner or later. Exactly. And, you know, I think whenever, whether it's bisexual or anything else, um, if if something comes up for you, you need to see how you're going to react to that. Mm. And you have to find a space. <laughs> Sorry, Chanti. You are, you are going through other stuff. What's happening? Uh, somebody sent a comment on, on a bad foot job. <laughs> oh. There's <laughs> your yeah. halitosis. Oh. Uh, <laughs> okay. okay. I think we're going Someday to see. with the turtle fun. Yeah. <laughs> I think the foot, the foot doctor. We're going to visit him soon. Mm. How do you call a foot doctor? There's a name Podiatrist. for it. Podiatrist. Podiatrist. Yeah. So yeah. going back to you, Trevor, just that space of um, constant change, which is the only way to really expand. Mm. That is that is that is just the only way to to realize we can't, you know, we can't grip. Things and hope mm. for them to stay. Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah. and Interesting. I just don't hate yourself. Let I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, the, the whole thing comes about. You know, if it doesn't matter what you do, if if you're happy being with a particular person or doing a particular thing, why would you want to give that up? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. As well, it's but that you both we have do. to be we, on the same page. We give it up for someone else. We put these labels on something that says that says this is the. Of how we think things should be mm-hmm. Instead of actually how they are And in a lot of growth and mystical traditions It's one of the biggest learnings And one of the biggest concepts Is we decide how something should be We decide what a relationship should be What our sexuality should be What our sexual expression should be What our emotional expression Spiritual expression should be 
And then when something comes along that challenges that, it creates this incredible internal dissonance mm. on every level of our being. And, and insecurity. And yeah, because we don't have a role model for this. And it, this is a huge thing. You know, we don't have public figures announcing their sexuality. Mm. And it's something that I bring up quite a lot as a fascinating question. If somebody was standing for some kind of public office and they admitted to being either enjoying a certain kink or a, being a swinger or not being monogamous or being bisexual, still very much would not you done. still mm. vote for them? You'd vote for people who steal millions. Yeah. You'd vote for people who start the most horrendous fucking wars and cause genocides. Mm. But you wouldn't vote for somebody who has sex with somebody else other than their partner mm. when that is a truer expression of humanity. And it becomes incredibly fascinating that so much of it comes down to that role model and the judgment society mm. has put on it. And there are so many people in public office who are in alternate lifestyles. But they won't admit it, not and publicly. Anyway. No. Mm. And it's really sad because… We don't have a space for people to do that. And it still becomes our sexuality is the most judgmental part of life. Mm. I like that about role models because it's very true. And there is a moment where you kind of realize when you get into alternative relationships that you're making it up as you go along. <laughs> yes. Like, and the thought is equally Did you read the li book? liberating <laughs> as it is terrifying. Are you also following the, <laughs> yeah. the manual number 16? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would like that manual, please. <laughs> when do you do when your husband and your girlfriend yes. have sex? Oh my god. And why do you feel jealous? And who are you jealous of? Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and are you okay with you? Where is your self-esteem in this whole situation? Exactly. I discovered this journey is just helping to really heal self-esteem. Yeah. But well, that's where so much of it comes yeah. from because if you are okay with yourself, Mm. Then everything comes out of a natural extension of that. Mm. Mm. And a while ago, I had in my practice an enormous realization. All healing is about connection. Mm. Mm. So everything else is a disconnect from parts of ourselves, from society, from parts of others. And the more okay I become with myself, the more I know myself, the more I heal myself, the more okay I can become with life, with the world, with relationships and navigate that in a different way. Right, I and, like that. And then mm -hmm. I had a huge understanding last week um, on the retreat in Mozambique and some other work that we've been doing recently, which was if you want to heal anything in the world, you have to heal it within yourself. Mm. Mm. That is the only healing journey. There is one healing journey, and that is within you. Mm. You want to heal rape in the world, heal mm. that within you. Mm. You want to heal bisexuality in the world, Heal it within Heal you. It in you. Mm. Mm. Acknowledge that that's a part of you. Whether you express it or not is a whole different story. But you first have to acknowledge but it. But it's a part of all of us because we are all connected. And in that, we can take the judgments away. And we can be the beautiful people that we are. 
Even the people making a noise out there. <laughs> They're just having an orgy. It's fine. I know Sia is very much into uh, girls and boys. <laughs> so he's just wow. uh, going at it. I have to share this really awesome message we got from one of our listeners. See, we have listeners. <laughs> we, are you, you, are oh, you doubting it? No, we have listeners all around the world, yes, which is amazing and beautiful. Hi, Sex Talk team and today's guest. John, to you lucky fish. I'd love to be able to sit with Tamar once a week. Tamar, you're an absolute vixen. Gorgeous. And your voice that in my ears every week is a turn on on its own. True story. I love to be schooled by you. Back to the show. Brilliant topics every week. Listen intently and such an array of viewpoints on this week's topic. Again, very interesting to listen to. I think that with lifestyle and people's changes, bi curiosity is not taboo anymore. Never had the experience with a male, but many with bi women and had the most fantastic experience with two and three girls. To watch two girls was able to expose me to so much as to what regular guys do wrong, learning every curve of mm. note, being able to be softer Yummy. with touch, kiss, and slow, slow, slow things down. Also learn to make sure that the girls come first. Anyway, I love the show. Thanks for the education. Always listening. Thank you, Steve. That is really awesome. We really appreciate nice. that. Thank you, Steve. So that's an interesting question. <laughs> Can you learn... About sex from watching two women or watching two men. Hell yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I think Hell you yeah. can. Well, it depends. Or well, watching people in general. <laughs> yeah, Just like watch. watch people. So more <laughs> times than not, you'll learn how not to do things. Exactly. Mm. Maybe start with I mean, them. I was chuckling last week and thinking of how many ex- sexual experiences in a club I have seen where the men had their socks on. Oh yeah. Oh god. And nothing else. <laughs> or or they're oh. trying to imitate porn and putting their yeah. hand on their thighs or their their oh, hips right. yeah. and moving it while watching in the mirror. Mm. Like, oh yeah. That's ego sex. Oh yeah. Baby. That's oh, yeah. <laughs> so interesting thing. <laughs> from watching two men with each other, what do you think you would learn tomorrow? So I think I would learn to uh, connect to a place of they there there is their own they have their own um, expression. With having two cocks, it's something amazing. Mm-hmm. Understanding role play because we think always there's one dominant or one mm-hmm. more active and one passive. And, uh, you can learn so much from different, you know, from, from the role play that can change during sex. And that's something that sometimes women think, okay, I have to be now the woman. You know, I have to receive. I have mm-hmm. to be the screamer. I have to be the one who gives, you know, changes the posture according to the man. And I think I will learn from men. To maybe see how they choose, if, if they, of course, if they are aware and conscious, how they choose the postures and the dominance, uh, play, because it's a little bit more, there's more creativity. That's how I see okay. it. What would you learn from watching two men together, do um, you think? Have you had the experience of that? Yeah, I have. And I what have. have you learned from it? Um, I know about a lot about blowjobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and involve the balls. <laughs> I was doing Chinese balls in both of my hands. It was really interesting. Isn't and it nice was, to support? That was, that was one of the things I learned. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was a while ago. Yeah. A while ago. But that's good learning. Yeah, yeah. And also, um, what Tamar was saying as well, I also found that interesting in watching how it flows. Well, with the one, with the experience that I saw, watching how it was flowing backwards and forwards between who was being dominant. Mm. There was definitely that. Like, yeah. You know. Okay. So, Trevor, we got to ask Trevor you the opposite more, side yeah. of the question. <laughs> From watching side, two women yeah. together, what have you learned? It depends. Um, I don't think there's one answer that will cover each person because mm. I think each each interaction that I've watched has been different. Mm. Y- you know, some are more dominant than others. Uh, some are more submissive. Um, 
And I think it depends on, on what the play is. Mm. Um, play, I'm using that term generally, but I think it does depend on the play. Um, you know, I've seen some where it's been very gentle, um, all about touch and sensuality, and others been more about they just want to get to the point of orgasm mm. or mm. squirting, whatever yeah. it is. There's very little foreplay. So I think it depends on the interaction, and I think it depends also if, if the people know each other very well. Because if there's a familiarity, mm. it, oh, yeah. it, it makes mm. it much more comfortable. Mm. And that's male, male, female, female. Yeah. Or orgies. It doesn't matter. And in alternate lifestyles, that's been the phrase that's been bandied around the past <laughs> couple of weeks. I'd love to know what um, that means. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I, I remember I was, a while ago I was sitting with a group of of essentially some sexual practitioners. A lot of them were very clinical practitioners. Um and it just showed how distanced some practitioners are from real people, um, more in kind of the more traditional mm. uh, therapeutic professions where people were talking about being gay as a lifestyle. And you could just hear people who kind of were really involved on ground level with things, this mm. incredible <laughs> cringing mm. at that. Um and I think a lot of practitioners are so uncomfortable with their own sexuality um, that they have no idea on how to really interact with this. And I think the support for people exploring sexuality on all levels is so limited mm. yeah. with the level of judgment put on it. Or it becomes something very detached and clinical yeah. almost. Mm. Yeah, and not we've taken that human element mm. out of that. It's become very reductionistic, very labeled. Definitely Instead very labelled. The fluid, the fluidity of of human sexuality. Mm. When when you meet people, how open are you about being a bisexual man? I'm open about it. Mm. Um, look, it has it has caused some challenges, um, you know, in a normal day to day environment. And I found that quite interesting that people would let's say, I'll give you an example. It's more simplistic. You know, the whole thing about wearing nail polish. Um, I wear nail polish because I want to. <laughs> it's that simple. Um, and yet it's amazing how many people in the workplace have an issue with it. Mm. Oh, yeah. And then, I mean, I remember having this discussion and um, I won't mention names or, or, <laughs> or types of people that I had the discussion with. I can tweet with. it for you if you want. Okay, yeah, can, tweet, yeah, I'll send make it to a you <laughs> <laughs> And the person had the audacity to tell me that, um, Anna, but wearing nail polish is not professional. So I challenged this person. I said, well, so are you saying then, but all, women. all the women on in this particular work environment are not professional. Mm. No, that's not what I meant. But I said, you just said that. And so I think it's very easy for people to gloss over it and they don't realize the extent of what they're actually mm. saying and how I think there's a lot of things that need to change. Um, and I agree, it hap it, that change begins with us. Yeah. And, you know, I'm quite open to say I'm willing to take that on and I will take it on. Mm. It's a part of who I am. And there's a, uh, an incredible parallel there in what you've said in that it so much comes down to acceptance and understanding on every level of life. Yes. And not only sexually, politically, religiously, racially, it's mm. exactly the same. And we've just taken sex and we've put it in this little box that is separate from every other aspect of ourselves. We'll be willing to look at being religiously judgmental and we'll be willing to look at saying okay how can I become more religiously accepting mm, and we'll but not be, in a sexual context that's it. we look know. at it politically we look at it in all sorts of ways but when it comes to sex that 
terrifies us mm-hmm. because so much of our self-definition is in our sexuality and we fear the power of sex, the freedom it can bring. Because I've said often, a person who becomes sexually free cannot be controlled. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, and when you start to become that, and that just doesn't mean mm. that, that you're having sex with with someone other than your partner. No, no, mm. that's but it's when you become unapologetic about it yeah. and you start owning it. And that's where so much of it changes. You have to own and acknowledge it mm. within you. That's where you can start changing it. And it's amazing then to see the people's reactions because they know they can't control you mm. and they actually don't know how to handle you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like a get back in your box. Yeah, it's get back in your box. Mm. I'm used to that. It's but so, yeah, mm. it's so, it's so, it's freaky actually to think or understand that, um, you know, we can express ourselves going to different events. You know, you can have a certain taste uh, in music and you can, you like heavy metal and, you know, and nobody will ask you, what did you do in the weekend? But once you, you realize that not owning you yourself sexually, mentally, because sex is just connected to our psyche and, you know, and our emotional and holistic world. Once you don't own it, you start to have problems. Mm. You start to struggle and truly mm. suffer. Mm-hmm. And then when you want to make yourself healthy again, and you start owning it. That's scary because you're starting to realize that what healed you to own it and to be that authentic self. And then people also wanted you to put that in their place of whatever you do in your free time. Just don't show me. Mm. Don't show me. We don't want to know if you're like one of those people that like uh, different things. Well, they'd be shocked. Everything <laughs> different. <laughs> Everything different. Nothing different. I don't want to know if you eat different food. No, it's, it's a bit, it's just, Jonty was speaking now about that place of boxes and, the reality of freedom. We are not free. We do not want, we, we are scared to be free. And sex is such a basic right to mm. have your own flavor, but don't show it. That's something <laughs> that don't talk about it at work on Monday. Sexual manifesto. <laughs> sexual revolution is nowhere near done. No, uh, no. We're no. at the very beginning. Yeah. Expression. Expression. Yeah. Yeah. A really interesting question is I, have a perception that a lot of people shut down their sexuality, particularly in this context, rather than express it. Yeah. Especially if it comes up later in life. How do you see it in the if practice it, or with people? So somebody would be in a relationship, in a marriage, and this all of a sudden starts waking up within them. Mm-hmm. And they would rather suppress it mm. than express it. Sure. Which I think would lead to expressing, to suppressing the other side of their sexuality as well, which ultimately leads to a really deep emotional suppression. I don't think you can suppress the one side without suppressing no, cause it's all not of it. A blank, because you have you to have switch to up to switches all. all over the place. Yeah. yeah. I think that, look, I think there's two approaches. I think the person could either suppress it or they could, they could push it to a place that's really dark. Mm. And explore it in that avenue. And that could be even more detrimental. Yeah. Well, we've spoken about this before. For example, a lot of men who will label themselves as straight full stop but are having sexual experiences with other men mm. yes. um, without acknowledging that. On, yeah. the, on the download in secret. Yeah. yeah. And there's risk involved with that. No, there's enormous no, risk. Huge mm. risk. Mm. huge risk. And it, it becomes almost that, you know, they're looking for something that is not there and they're trying to fulfill a need. But it's not authentic. Mm. Um, and then when it does come out, because invariably the truth always comes out, mm. then they're actually even in a worse position than they were before. 
Yeah. Yeah, because then you've been lying and exactly. cheating. And but not only that, they lie to themselves. Shameful. Under the bigger picture of sexual authenticity, that we won't acknowledge that within ourselves. We won't acknowledge who we are. And we did a beautiful interview with my friend Galen Fuss in America, um, who is a therapist specializing in kink and, and, and fetish work. And the bottom line of, of any conversation, what you guys said earlier, you put your sexual orientation and your interests on the table from the very beginning. Mm. Yeah. It's the honest and ethical thing to do. This really. is who you are. Yeah. If you have that knowledge of self from the beginning, then yeah. it's not ethical to not share it. Yeah. In my opinion. Mm. Yeah. And then we can do something with that or we can't. Yeah. But you give the other person the choice as well mm. to be involved with you or not. Yeah. And not find out six months down the line when they're already invested. Yeah. That's not fair. That's cruel. Yeah. Mm. And uh, that becomes a problem because relationships develop. People fall in love and you tend to put some things by the wayside for that, mm. for the fear of being judged. Um, and mm. the change that it would bring. Mm. Or and just I, because you like this person so much, you're like, okay, I can, I can sacrifice this to be with this person. And ultimately you find but in out the long that run, you can't. You can't. It doesn't work. Because 10, 15, 20 years later, Whenever. it's going to mm. be there. Mm-hmm. Something's going to trigger it. Sacrificing comes with a, with a debt. With, you know, there's something in the well, other side. We've, Anger. Been, we've been taught that. We've been taught that happiness is a sacrifice, that love is a sacrifice, mm. that marriage is a sacrifice. Mm. It's hard of, work. It's compromise. It's, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And it is hard work. And it is compromise. It is. But it's not sacrifice. Because if you have yeah. to suppress... Or not allow a part of yourself to be there It's not an authentic expression of love Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that it's always easy Mm -hmm. And you have to go You have to be a map maker And an explorer To find ways to do it Rather than looking for a simple little answer um, Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen like that But the more we do that The more authentic we become Within ourselves and within life and then you have to think about what are you teaching your children when you are not sexually authentic? You're teaching them to be the same. You're teaching them not to be emotionally authentic. Mm. You're teaching them to stay in relationships that are unfulfilling, that are abusive. Mm. Mm, and we so just toxic. perpetuate cycles and the patterns instead of changing them. Hmm. Really, really interesting. So now you've all gone very quiet. No, but <laughs> I'm just thinking. I'm thinking what happens if uh, a young or a not so young guy or girl listening to us thinking, oh, but how do I start? How, what is my first step? Let's say, I want to try, you know, to be to be bi- to be my true bisexual. What do I do? Do I just go? Jonty's got our numbers. <laughs> Listen, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, we're available on Monday um, from three to five. Like, no, like, okay, your first experience. Yeah, but really, that you you were very young. Yeah. But kind of like, how did you have anything coming to your minds that you had to calm down? Because I remember I had like, I'm now I'm kissing a girl. What does it mean? I had a lot of that. So I, was, was, I was just super excited by it. I think in the beginning, <laughs> you're just because, a unicorn. Yeah. Okay, Junty, <laughs> what would be your tip for the new bisexual self well, person? I remember. <laughs> Get on Tinder. <laughs> I remember a long time ago working with a couple, and they were very religious Christian people. They came to a yoni massage workshop, mm. and she was in tears for a long time. And I was just about to suggest that they go home. And she said, no, she's going to do this. And they ended up having the most beautiful experience and opening an incredible journey of exploration. Mm. And I remember her coming to me one night 
And I was totally in tears at her excitement. She came and said, I kissed a girl. Mm, and I liked it. And she was just <laughs> totally, totally blown away by this. Yeah. And it was such a beautiful thing of just opening up this whole world of possibility. And that's what it does. It opens a world of possibility. Oh, yeah. I f- yeah, I found with girls, women, I can just, we, we also, you know, we women. So it's like, I had, uh, I had an experience with a strap on with a lovely lady and I was like, mm. do this. How does this feel? We were like doing a little workshop. <laughs> it wasn't very sexy. I'm sure to, okay, it must be sexy to watch from the side, but it was like, how does it feel? But it's kind of weird because I can't feel what I'm doing. And it was like a whole discussion, but much more. But that's kind of cool. I was mean, like, yeah, there's all the fun. communication. Yes. It makes it better. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, when you can take the, the kind of seriousness out of an experience. Oh, yeah. You have to be able to laugh. Yeah. And I think with a lot of mm. men, um, having a first experience with another man, just because you have a cock doesn't mean you actually know what to do with one. That's true. Very true. The same goes for women. Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, just because yeah. you have a yoni doesn't mean you know what to do with it. Mm. No, absolutely. You and have every single one is different. Get the DVDs. Yeah. Get and, by the same, and by the same token, when gay people have come to learn things from me, and in the beginning, I remember the first gay female couple that came to learn some yoni massage, and my first thought was, oh, do I know as much as I really think I do? <laughs> oh, no. And I soon found out that I actually knew a whole lot more. Yeah. Just because people yeah, that's have experience. something or do a lot doesn't mean you know a lot about it. No. Well, true. they do a lot with the same person, yeah. and then they get involved with someone else, and it's like starting all over again. Like, yeah. fuck, I don't know and how again, to do this. Or they, comes, <laughs> or they find their partner's been pretending the whole time. Oh, God. <laughs> and then it becomes the fact that we don't have the education for yeah. sex that we need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that a big thing for men? Are men kind of happier, easier to explore, to ask questions? Does kind of male ego get in the way there? I think both. I think the ego can get in the way. Mm. Um, I think men being men, they can tend to talk about things more openly. You know, it's more direct. It's if not, they are open. If they're open, yes. Yeah. Um, but they're more engaging. I mean, I haven't had any problems with in engaging with guys about in terms of what they're experiencing. But mm. for me, because there's a connection... I think it's easier for them to relate to to how I'm coming across, mm. which makes a big difference. I um, found a big problem to 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 you know when women are not in that stage of owning their sexuality and being communi- communication. It's all the time the word communication makes good sex. Mm. Really. Exactly because mm. I was I, when I had experiences, I was like, "Are you having a good time? And is this good? How does it feel when I touch there?" And it's like. You know, she's like, oh, like, oh it's lovely. Oh, yeah, yes, or it's like, lovely. or like doing the, ah, ah, no, 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 just really. How are you? Oh, you go into porn star mode. A lot of women do that as soon it's as switch you know, off. Yeah, switch, switch on porn star mode and it's, oh, 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 God, oh, God. <laughs> like, I can see I'm thinking, like, I'm doing stuff. And I'm like, no, 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 really. How are you feeling? I want you to really have well, a good time. We don't always know that. And yeah. It's a hard thing for people. Damn it. Some people don't even know what they want. That's, you ask that's them, true. what do you want? I don't know what. I didn't I don't know before I met Johnny. I didn't know. because they don't, we don't know ourselves no. and mm. then we don't know how to communicate that and then there's all this judgment and this fear of what happens if I ask something and they don't know how to do it and I don't even know what it is and it becomes a minefield for so many mm. people and so many people don't take a gentle criticism or gentle mm. direction very well at there's all. no criticism of sexuality yeah. it's all spontaneous oh, well, and amazing direction direction you say oh no, do no, this and they're like oh right. what's wrong with what I'm doing exactly yeah. but, you know you've got to put that ego stuff aside mm. to be a really Fuck. good lover how can I know your body yeah. you know I need no. guidance so you want to know here's a little tip yeah to really focus it, to change how you have sex turn everything around 
Huh? What does that mean? It means focus on yourself. Hmm. If you're touching someone, focus on how that feels for you. What are the feelings, the sensations, the emotions that you are experiencing? Hmm. And the deeper you go into that, the more you're able to give in the most amazing hmm. ways. That's interesting. Because it will show you what's blocked within you. It will show you how sensitive you are. It will show you how much you are feeling. It will show you how present you are. Because if you can really focus on yourself for more than 10 seconds, you can focus on your partner for more than 10 seconds. Okay. So you want to change the way you have sex, turn it around and put the focus on you. If you're licking someone, you're sucking someone, Enjoy what it. are the sensations, feelings for you? Yeah. Mm. And don't fucking suffer. And don't suffer through no, it. No, like I'm doing it for her now. <laughs> yeah. My neck yeah. is yeah, about to, you know, click yeah. out yeah. of my neck for you. <laughs> yeah. So in light of that, because position is really, really important, and if you're not comfortable comfortable you're not going to enjoy it so if a woman is lying on her back your head is at an unnatural angle lift it up lift her (laughs) hips put some cushions or get some liberator cushions which are the sex wedges yeah go look on the web for liberator cushions Mm. they're amazing and as soon as you're comfortable you can kind of go I can do it for a long time and relax yeah. and really or get enjoy lower than her, it. put her on the table. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like yeah. On your kneel on the floor. Yeah, So the frustration is coming out. Like, yeah, you do it for more than five minutes. <laughs> as soon as you do that, but also, yeah. also women that struggle with the blowjob, like trying to suffocate themselves, enjoy it. Mm. Absolutely. So one of the best and comfiest positions, and this goes for it doesn't matter who's doing the sucking, whether it's a man or a woman, <laughs> for a man or a woman. So he, the receiver, lies on his side. Mm-hmm. The giver lies on his or her side. With cushions and lots of cushions under your head, so your head is at the right place and the right angle, and it is so comfortable. So like a lying down, and like and a like, like, like a yeah, like a lying down. And then 69. your hands are, are free, and as it's well. really easy and really comfortable, and that's really beautiful. I get really Relax distracted by a 69 though because I'm like, I don't know what to focus on. I don't focus on what I'm feeling, what yeah. I'm feeling there. Yeah, so, <laughs> like, yeah, so 69s are fun, but they're not about serious pleasure. And what happens is Jaunty tossed us this daisy, daisy chain. chain. And then you really don't know what to focus on. There's yeah. like five, six, seven people giving each other all pleasure. And my mind like, is fritzing out like, what? But you know what? Have more fun. This is Jaunty's motto. Have and more love, pleasure and love. love. And have more, just more sensual experiences, not more sexual necessary experiences Absolutely. because it's limited. Limited. Yeah, and that's what it is. Yeah. Really interesting discussion, guys. Thank you very much for sharing. And thank you for sharing yourselves. It's very, it's beautiful to be so vulnerable in that. And thanks, I really Auntie. honor and appreciate yeah, that. Thanks, thank you. When you're with the right community and so, the right souls, it's so much but easier. But it needs to be able to be everywhere. Yeah. That's Amen. Authenticity. We'll heal it in ourselves so, and then hopefully. I really appreciate and acknowledge that. Um, lots of cool stuff happening on eroslife.co.za. Mm. We have got lots of new videos up and lots of new videos on our YouTube channel, Eros Life SA, and a whole new series of sensual healing and connection. It's practical stuff teaching you how to connect with your own sensuality. So Amazing. go visit our YouTube channel. It's all there. Wonderful. And that's really beautiful. On the 3rd of October, I am doing a talk on sexual exploration. 
how do you explore your sexuality? Very linked to what we were talking about today. Mm. How do you communicate? How do you explore fantasies? How do you share your fantasies with a partner? Um, erotica in a relationship, everything like that. And information cool. for that is on the website with a whole lot of other workshops awesome. coming up. So thank you again. And, and you know, okay, cool. So that's something I'll, I'll come to. Do you think it's like a link to help, to enable, to enable that explore, to, to go on to bisexuality, to go into BDSM, to go? Yeah, of course, because it all starts with yeah. knowing and exploring yourself. And if you yeah. have tools and a framework, then you can do that. So I wish you all so much pleasure. And thank you, mm-hmm. Steve. This is CliffCentral.com.